like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... Shut it up and then I unshut it up. Good That's joke. one of the best things about this show is when everyone is quiet. And <laughs> That's then, your favorite and I can part live of the my show. Life in peace. And I can live my life in peace for just a moment, but then the show starts. Those two seconds where my wife and friend are blissfully silent. Oh, it's just delicious. And I live for them. Yep. I just. I, I wait all week for the moment when they are quiet for up. two seconds. <laughs> It's really the only time in the whole week that happens. <laughs> yeah. Where where one, I will listen to what people tell me. Yep. Yep. Nice and, feeling. You know, actually I'm quiet. But anyway, yeah, you get Love one. It. You you get one. You get mm-hmm. yeah, one. And one, one is enough for anybody. Yep. <laughs> and that's plenty. It's yep. the everlasting gobstopper of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of everlasting gobstopper. You, you know what is everlasting? What? Our ability to be so ahead of fucking TikTok. We <laughs> are, thank you to everybody uh, in the emails and on Twitter who are letting us know of the TikTok where the the Irish gentleman was like, here's a little game for you. Say Irish wristwatch. And then it cuts to this poor guy who is struggling. struggling. Who cannot. He no. cannot. And I'm like, either no can he's say. been partying real hard listening to our show for the last three years because yeah. he's like, obviously, I'm not drunk if I can say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he st- st- struggle bus, that poor guy. The whole time. Well, to be fair, when we first started saying Irish wristwatch, it was hard. We're now, of course, experts, experts. at it. Yeah. Well, also, when experts. we started saying it, we were a little bit drunk. We got well, it was, We've sobered up the, since then. Yes. That's the... No, it's sad. Uh, but that's the fun of it, is that you can't... That's the fun of it, isn't it? Uh, that you can't say the fun it I've been saying... He's been Orson Welsing all Every week. July. Peas grow there. Every July. Every July. You really mean every July? <laughs> if you can explain why that's funny, I'll go down on you. <laughs> oh, it's like... That is the funniest part of that whole video, because that's that's what he jumps to. Yeah. Like, that's his opening offer. That's his opening gambit. Yeah. Oral sex. Yeah. Yep. I'll go down on you. Oh, oh, okay, Orson. He likes to go down on you. You know why? Because every July, peas grow there. Yeah. <laughs> He's like... He's I down there trying to get them pea vines, know what I mean? <laughs> them peas. <laughs> Sucking mm. them peas out of that ding hole. He's just <laughs> down there just just humming Irish wristwatch while mm. over and over again to get you to spew yeah. out And that's how pee. he came up with the script for the Magnificent Ambersons. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, listeners, how are you guys doing on your Irish wrist watching? Since you've been listening to us for years, so you're obviously way cool and ahead on TikTok as well. Right. Can you guys say it? Also, yeah. Send us videos of you saying Irish. I can't even say wow. it. Well, oh. here's the thing. You you always say it. I never say it. Irish yeah. wristwatch. That is accurate. Um, no, do it, do it, the guys TikTok wait. and then like get us famous. Tag booze yeah. and bruise in it. Make us famous. Yeah, we we would love it. I would love to be uh, TikTok famous. Also, Bob, no. now do it in an Irish accent. Irish wristwatch. <laughs> it's almost easier. Yeah. They, they, well, I mean, they have to say it all the time because it's their language. We, what we need yeah. to do is come up with... I mean, yes, because Irish people are known for constantly chattering about wristwatch. They love them. They can't get enough of these it's, wristwatches. It's we the, got to find a new tongue twister for 
being drunk because mm. we have too much practice now. Yeah, we're, we we're, are. We're yeah, it, it's Turkish it's, spaghetti. No, that ain't it. That's, that's easy. easy. <laughs> Turkish. <laughs> we had one we were trying to do for a little bit. I don't remember what it was now. We had was a new one. Swiss something. Swiss wristwatch. <laughs> Swiss. Swiss, 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 Swiss chocolate. Swiss wristwatch. That's almost harder. That's yeah. not easy. Because of the s- sound. Swiss Miss wristwatch. Swiss mistress watch. Uh, look look at you. Watch. Professional Swiss tongue twister. Oh, yeah. Uh, my the tongue twists professionally. <laughs> that was my tongue twisting. Hell yeah. Super <laughs> twisty. Yeah. You know what else is twisty? Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Booze and Bruce podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we do it every week whilst wearing the fanciest of Irish wristwatches. That's right. <laughs> See, I was thinking we do it while t- doing tongue gymnastics. While, whilst marveling at our twisty tongues. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I just, this whole, can you imagine <laughs> this how This one's got to be a video podcast so people can see these tongues yeah, twist. Yeah, that my I tongue know. is just sticking out the entire time as I'm blah, blah, blah. Like we a actually, dog in the summer. Yeah. We actually haven't had an episode where we just get completely shit-faced in a hot minute. No, it's been never since to, Pod Blasted, Mom. I was... That yeah, was we the, used to do it where we'd be like, I don't know what story I'm telling anymore. No. Yeah, old episodes were... What happened? Were boozy. Yeah. We, uh, we, we got old. I know. <laughs> I was like, we had, we, had to, we had to go to work in the morning. Yeah. And I didn't want to... And the night heats. Oh, God. Yeah, that's when you knew you got old is all of a sudden you get super hot in the middle of the night. The cursed yeah, night because. Heats. Remember, we used to get so drunk and I would be at your house because this was in the before, yep. before the plaga. Yeah. So I would come to your house and we would get drunk. And we'd be like Mexican food. Yeah. We're like, yeah. I'm getting pizza. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty great. Those are the good old days. <laughs> Those are good old days. Someday we will do that again. Yeah. Here's hoping. Here's but not know, today. We're definitely not going to get schnackered today no. on this beer because it's, no. it's baby beer. It's 2.8%. Yeah. <laughs> it's baby beer. It's it's little baby beer. You can just give it to beer. your babies. You give it to baby. I mean, I wouldn't because it's coffee. And alcohol. The Surgeon Two General imagine. recommends this beer for babies. Eight out of ten can babies. Can you imagine the shits your baby would take if oh you my gave God. them coffee beer? Oh my Six God. out of ten babies agree that this beer is good <laughs> for them. Delicious. No, that it's, it's healthy. Oh, it's oh, it's healthy. Yeah, it's good. Oh. It's good and good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know if I. Mm. T- that's not a. That's not an ad campaign. Yep. I just stand by. You drink this beer, and then your baby wins Nobel Peace Prize. It's true. <laughs> you can look it up. <laughs> look it up. On it's on their website. Like, it's happened a hundred percent of the time. Prove us wrong. Yep. Um. So the beer is hologram. Hologram from, f- from Fontaflora Brewing. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's an iced. It's a iced mocha style coffee beer aged with toasted oats, cocoa nibs, and counterculture hologram coffee. Yes. So it's a coffee beer. It is. A- so we said, do you know, let's do, we just did coffee comes from Brazil. That's right. We just did haunted Brazil. So we we're like, let's do haunted coffee shops. It sounded a little bit like you said coffee comes from breast milk and coffee I- comes from breast milk. Yep. That's you can. What- yeah. It's again makes babies smart. Yeah, breast, they always say breast is best. Why? Because breast is yeah, best. Coffee. Why? Coffee tits. <laughs> yeah, Brazilian breast milk. Yep. Brazilian breast milk is just Irish wristwatch. Brazilian, Brazilian breast, breast milk. <laughs> that doesn't baby good. Find, 
We're going to find a new tongue twister by the end of this episode. I bet you dollars to donuts. And then guess what? In three years, it'll be famous on TikTok. I, yep. No, then we'll instantly forget it. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Accurate. Because I can't and remember. And then we'll laugh about those TikToks in three years. Oh, man, these kids are crazy. Oh, my God. This sounds the, familiar. Brazilian breast milk. Who thought of that? <laughs> that person's a genius. Uh, if only. If only we had. Uh, no, so we're doing haunted coffee shops this week. Yes. So whatever that means to you. Yeah, I was like, arguably, it's a bit difficult. To find haunt, I mean, they exist, but they're out they there. Do they do exist? Yes. Um. So I, in classic tuna fashion, went whatever that means to me. Yep. I imagined. You know, I kind of had a feeling that that's what you were gonna do. I did. I, I will tell you this. I did find two haunted coffee shops that were both called Cool Beans. Oh, the one in um Georgia. And so, if we have time, I'm going to read you a little article about the Georgia one because. Good. It's one of the best written articles I've seen. It was delightful. I, I'm I, sure you read it too. Uh-huh. It's delightful. It's delightful. Um, everyone likes tacos. Uh, but so I'm not going to tell you about that coffee shop, but I no. am going to tell you about Stockyards Steakhouse Ooh. in my new home, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, okay. Yeah, I decided steak I wanted to and do coffee. Something. Nothing Those gets people pumped for coffee like, like steak. steak. I get mm. it. I Just eat a bunch of red meat. And then pound caffeine. Hell yeah. You're going to smell like a million dollars. Smell like a million I, bucks. Take an immediate shit. I, I, you get so constipated and then immediately shit yourself. Yeah. Throw it's, a, throw a like cigarette a, in there. You can shit yourself to the moon. It's Guaranteed. a real yin yang situation. Yeah, absolutely. Look, if you're anti-laxative, trust us on yeah. this one. Yeah. Yeah. This is how you do it. Um, there is a coffee shop tie-in. We'll get to it. I'm sure there is. It's my show. I do what I want. <laughs> I, I prefer if there was no coffee shop tie-in. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we start our story with a gentleman named Edward Ambrose, what I assume is Tuvre. Sure. T-O-V-R-E-A. Tuvre? Yeah. Tuvre. Absolutely. Tavre? Tavre. Yeah. Okay. So, and he goes by E-A because Edward Ambrose is apparently too much for him. And God forbid you just go by Edgar. He's a busy man. Yeah. He doesn't have time to pronounce he's all so, these syllables. He's so busy shitting himself from coffee. So, he was born in Illinois in 1861. Mm. Um, he was one of 11 children. That's typical. Both his parents were farmers and they yep. both came from long farming families. So, he grew up in a farming family. Makes sense. And they have That's all these kids to make... Family. You just explained my family. Yeah, and then you have all those kids to make sure that you have people to work on the farm. Yeah, because you don't want to do that work. It's a pain in the ass. Keep you keep them working from all the coffee you get them. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. That's my tie-in. I'm just kidding. And we're done. She's just she's out there with her boobs feeding those kids that sweet Brazilian Brazilian breast breast milk. (laughs) These kids hepped up on goofballs. You've never seen a kid harvest wheat. It's the goofiest kids. Um, so he left school. His family moved from Illinois to Kansas, and then he left school at the age of 10 oh. to get a job on a cattle ranch. Whoa. Okay, child labor laws weren't a thing. Well, because it's time he started earning his fucking keep, you know? I, you know, yeah. when you're 10, 10 goddamn years old. Yeah, you you can mostly read. Go get a job. Yeah. Like I knew from the time I was six, I wanted to be a cattle Rancher. ranch. Cattle I wanted to be Rancher. a cattle man. <laughs> I wanted to be a cow man. I like cows. Um, so then in 1883, uh, at 22, he moved to Arizona and started a freight company, sure. which he yep. ran for two years. Mm-hmm. Cows he just and started a freight. I don't know how he went from poor farmer, working class ranch hand to I bought a railroad. I don't understand it. <laughs> um, mob ties. His the uh, farming his mob. Like, he's because he's like a very well-known uh Dude, part of Phoenix's history. So there's a lot of shit about him online. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, explain this to me, internet. Zero information. What? 
I'm gonna guess. I'm sure, yeah, he, I'm sure if I read some of the longer, more in-depth articles, but I was just like, I don't care that much about you. Like I care, but only a little. I kind of care. Yeah. Uh, he so saved he a penny to, every time he fucked a cow. And, and within pennies. one year, he was able to buy a whole railroad. <laughs> he literally had a bunch of fucking pennies. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then four, in 1885, he moved to Phoenix and he bought stock in the canals. Okay. Which somehow then made him in charge of building a dam on the canals. Makes sense. He had a which, controlling stake in the in the canal company. We did not have a controlling stake, but they were like, hey, you just bought part of the canal. Why don't you build a dam? You have a 10-year-old education. I'm sure you're a great structural engineer. Yeah, of course. Spoiler alert, he wasn't, and the dam lasted six months. Oh, God. I'm surprised it lasted that long. It said, like, that uh, Phoenix experienced the largest rainfall it had seen in three years. Three was like, years? <laughs> but that's how long he'd been in Phoenix. Oh, goodness. So he's like, it doesn't rain more than this. Oh, oh boy! Oh, uh, so the the funny part is, so the dam broke and it washed out like a big chunk of the city, including his home, Oops. which was fifteen miles from the dam and <laughs> over a mile and a half from the river that the dam dammed. <laughs> wow! So like everything in between went away too. But he did lose his house too. Uh, so just desserts. You yeah. dingling. Well, you think about uh, it when you're ten. Numbers? Nope. There no. I was, know. I was, he basically built it out of Legos. That's my assumption. Lincoln Logs. Lincoln say it's, Logs. It's, it's, They're it's, not watertight. No. Probably a pretty small house. Not <laughs> yeah, a big deal. I don't know. He used to own a railroad. I don't know. That so means then, can count. I so owned then, a railroad too. It was an inch and a half tall when I was 10. <laughs> Jeez, come on. It was the, the B&O Railroad on the Monopoly board. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, so then he took all his uh, w- breadth of marketing experience and then bought farms and cattle ranches because yeah. he knew about that. Well, that sure. he had a he bunch knew. of leftover money from ruining a dam. Yeah. Collect the insurance uh, money on that. Oh, that's what's up. Cha-ching. Yeah. And then he opened a bunch of uh, like mercantile, like like general stores and butchers within the city of Phoenix selling shit from his meat. cattle ranches he's is he actually he doesn't do just meat he also does like uh like shortening and like mineral oil like he he uses all parts of the buffalo okay mm. like he right. was about it he's a businessman doing business doing business. doing business uh then he at some point he married his first wife her name is lillian they have five children together only two of them survive into adulthood mm. their names they are harry in the and dam. philip yeah. okay i okay. assume the other three drowned in the dam yeah um, in 1906, he divorces Lillian. Whoa. Oh, no. He says, get to step in, old bitch. And he marries some hot, young, hotsy totsy from Texas named Della Giuseppe. <laughs> oh. Della Giuseppe. Pizza wife. She pizza. Yeah, you guys marry some pizza wife. She's got uh, pizza tex- for boobs. Yeah. Texan pizza wife. Yeah, she has pepperoni nipples. Yeah. Delicious. Shoots mozzarella. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pre-cheesed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And then, so he, uh, and then in 1919, he buys a large meat packing plant called the Arizona Packing Company, um, which houses, over the course of a year, it processes over 300,000 head of cattle. Whoa. And it's over 200 acres. So at the time, it was the world's largest feedlot. Jesus. Huge. It's huge. That's the tremendous. original, it's tremendous yeah. Mexican. So then he life. earns the nickname the Cattle Baron, which he then makes people call him no. for the rest of his life. No. Because why the fuck not? Jeez, first EA and now the Cattle Baron. Like, oh, yeah. Excuse me, excuse me, Mr. Touvre. Uh, um, it's the Cattle Baron. Know your place. Now get to step in. Go yeah. away. 
Know your own. Um, shut your mouth, jabroni. Jabroni. Off the yes. top rope. People's <laughs> eyebrow. So he is running this huge packing plant and then like directly across the street from the main entrance where like most of the, because it's mostly the 200 acres is mostly like grazing and cattle pens. It's not the like actual processing plant. Mm -hmm. So directly across the street from the processing plant, he opens a small coffee counter. Okay, I got you. I see how we got there. I see how we got there. Uh, he opens a small coffee counter so he can sell coffee to his employees while they're working at the place. Oh, man, he's oh making God. money coming and going. I love he's, it. He's yeah. paying him money only to take it right back. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yes, you are a businessman doing business. Yeah, with a third grade education. Good job. Yeah. Uh, so then in 1931, he buys uh, this really fucking weird house, which I'm going to go look at next week okay, in excellent. Phoenix, called the. it's now called the Touvre Castle. But it's this giant house on top of a hill that looks like a fucking wedding cake. It's like a three-tiered house with a <laughs> domed top. <laughs> he was and like, like, that cake is beautiful. Make he was house. like, I must live in that cake. And like every layer of the cake has parapets the whole way around. It's the weirdest fucking looking thing. Oh my God. Take pictures. I want to see this place. I was like, I do, I do not know what this house is, but I will go witness it. Go I'm hoping find it's it. going to have Christmas lights. Uh, so he buys this house in 1931 and then promptly dies in 1932. Oh, oh nope. okay. Well, um, well, and I get a good read, year out of that house. Uh, uh, I read to you a quote from literally his own current company's website of his autobiography. Oh, this is how they describe him. He is a man of strong personality, has shown marked executive ability and clear-headed judgment in the conduct, two words, of business of which he is the head and is regarded as a distinct asset to the locality, honored by his residents and benefited by his activities. Wow. So he like ran a cult or something? That's what it yeah, this like. is Yeah, this is a <laughs> cult business. I, I also like how they were like, he's really good at business that he's in charge of. Yeah. You he could, was the first Donald Trump of his time. <laughs> yes. You could eat, you could drink other coffee, but you need to drink my coffee. My coffee is superior. It's the only am, coffee allowed on these premises. I am a large, strong man, and you're benefited by my existence. Yes. It was like, holy shit, bro. This is a biography. Yeah. Uh, so then his younger son, Philip, takes over. Everybody calls him Big Phil. Big Phil. So I like then it. That's Phil, like a cattleman name, Big Phil. I know. Big Phil takes over the Arizona packing company, so the meat packing plant. Um, and he runs it with his wife, Helen, oh, who is hmm. like, I could find zero information about online, so fuck you, internet. Um, but like, seemed to have a very clear business head and his her husband involved her in all the business decisions. I like this person. He's progressive for his Very time. Very progressive. In the 1930s. Yeah. That's amazing. So then we had just gotten the right to vote, like what, yeah. 10 years before? Yeah. So then in 1947, they he was like He was like, you've got boobs. Cows have boobs. I feel like you have a <laughs> you, lot you of understand. other cows. Yeah. You understand cows. You're a <laughs> so human like, cow. Yeah. So like, the cows are meat. You are meat. You, you must know about meat. You are process. my property. They are my property. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Woman. Uh... So in 47, they open the first stockyard restaurant. So they tear down the little coffee shop. Okay. 
And they build up restaurant that is also kind of serves uh, for the people who work at the packing plant, but it also does like a fancier dinner service. Oh, so oh. they do sort of like counter service lunches for the working class man mm-hmm. and then fancier dinners. Oh, OK. Covering um, all and the bases. Yeah. So then and it's on the plot of land that used to be the coffee shop. That's my time. I got There's you. no more coffee. Don't get excited about it. Then uh, <laughs> in 53, the whole thing bursts down in a fire. Whoopsies. Uh, and then in 54, they reopened it. And they have built it bigger, better, stronger. stronger. It is the Bionic Restaurant. Hell yeah, I want to eat that. So now, so now it's two stories. Okay. Um, it's now all fancy restaurant. Oh. And apparently before that spot was a coffee shop, it was a saloon <gasps> back in the 1800s. <sighs> so they like find the original plans for the saloon and they rebuild the saloon attached to the restaurant. Oh, cool. So now it's the Stockyard Restaurant and the 1889 Saloon because that's when the saloon first opened. Sweet. Um, mm. So now it's like big and fancy. And this is the restaurant that still exists to this day. Like I, if it wasn't Plaga outside, I could go eat at this steakhouse. Cool. Oh, Maybe nice. And I want ghosts. Yeah. Uh, so it, it also like features a lot because they brought back the old saloon. So it features a lot about like the history of Phoenix, the history of uh, the location and the packing plant and like really the Tuvra family because mm-hmm. they f- own the fucking thing. Yeah. Um, and so Phil, when they were rebuilding the restaurant, was like, my wife is great at this kind of stuff. So he just lets her design and decorate the entire interior of the restaurant. Oh, no. like she like designs it, works with the architect. Like it's kind of her restaurant. That's cool. Nice. Um, and part of I what she does. I know. And part of what she does is she hires a muralist Mural. um, named Catherine Patton, who does these big murals across all three walls of uh, the Rose Banquet Room. And the murals are kind of they like they seem to be of very fancy people in like I assume it's supposed to be 1919 when the ranch first opened because mm-hmm. they look like they're from the 20s and like one of them is like two fancy ladies buying a hat oh and one is like a fancy lady being served tea in front of roses that's older so, times that's yeah, all yeah. We that's did exactly what I think times are like in older times all yeah. I did was buy hats and drink and tea and serve tea in front of roses that would have been my life in the year 1919 in 1919 um, so it's called the Rose Banquet Room because every every part of it the mural has roses in it and like the sort of centerpiece of it is this is this woman in a red dress that they call the lady in red and apparently as Catherine was painting it she a little bit modeled the face after Helen's face oh. because she was so grateful to be hired in the fucking 40s to do artist work as a woman yeah a woman a woman so it she, she's like kind of designed to look like Helen but it's not like a strict mm-hmm. uh, it's an artistic interpretation yeah uh, however Helen thought that's definitely fucking me and then when she died she started haunting the restaurant as the woman in red <laughs> yes she's like that lady's way prettier than well, i that am that was me and that's me and i'm going to be my place damn it i'm, I'm gonna be wearing a red <laughs> party dress for the rest of my afterlife i was I'm never a- given a beautiful red dress and now i get to wear one forever now I would be in my fancy red dress and buy fancy hats from the 1920s. Yes, in my fancy restaurant that I designed. This is my, this my fancy restaurant. Um, so Helen is the ghost that haunts this restaurant oh. to this day. Awesome. Um, and they say that you can always tell when she's around because the lights in the banquet room will flicker. Oh. Or there's this huge glass chandelier that apparently Helen picked out herself that will start to like the glass starts to tinkle like it's oh, shaking a little yeah. bit. And they're like, oh, Helen's coming. Helen's coming. Um, and people say that there are firsthand accounts of people being like, I watched the 
painting, the woman from the painting, step out of the painting and walk away. And then like the woman is still in the painting. So she like comes out of herself Mm -hmm. and like a duplicate of herself and walks away from the fucking mural. Oh, my God. It's. It's like the Harry Potter portraits. Yeah. It's like yeah. the shit in the haunted Fucking mansion. Nearly headless Nick. What's oh up? Oh my I god. Um, so uh one uh one first hand account was from a man who was like at the saloon part of the bar. Um and he was sitting at the bar, like drinking, he says not heavily, but sure. no judgment. <laughs> that means you um, were if you had to spend Yeah, as, as, as soon as you have to qualify it, you know that that dude yeah. was sauced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I he had said, only one bottle of jack that day. <laughs> The only one. Just one. It wasn't even the biggest one. No. It's like the I mean, it wasn't even that much for me. It wasn't the smallest one, but it wasn't, wasn't the, the biggest, biggest one. And it took um, me like at least three hours to drink it. Yeah. I had nuts. I was snacking. I had pretzels and nuts. <laughs> it was fine. I had a giant steak. Oh, so much tummy aches. Um oh. So he said that he was sitting at the bar and in the reflection, there's a mirror behind the bar. Mm-hmm. And in the reflection, he sees this old timey woman in a red dress walk behind him. And he was like, what the fuck? That's so weird. So he turns around and there's no one there. Mm. Spooky. Um, and in similar stories, sometimes women in the women's restroom will like wash their hands after going to the bathroom, will look up, see the woman in red behind them in the mirror. And she like smiles at them and looks oh. happy. And the and so women will turn around to be like, why is there like a reenactor standing why behind me? Why is there me? somebody happy standing behind me? Why She's just happy to 19- wash your hands, you dirtbags. <laughs> yeah. Man, COVID, wash your hands. 20 frequently. Seconds. This is Walk a ghost of love sanitation. She loves it. Uh, so they turn around. She's not there. Ah, ah. So she likes to show up in mirrors. Um, but apparently that's not... Most of the stories are like very sort of like, oh, she was just walking by or she just walked out of the painting or she just smiled at me in the mirror. They seem pretty nice. But I think she can't be 100% nice 100% of the time. Okay. Because there is multiple stories about uh, the overnight cleaning crews who come in and apparently they have lost like companies that are hired to come in and do the overnight clean lose employees fairly regularly and sometimes the entire cleaning company will quit and the restaurant will have to source a new cleaning company Uh and every time the like manager or whatever will be like what is like what is wrong and they're always like it's the whispering oh it's the whispering jesus she's like talking to herself see this is how she was never uh, she was all appreciated she could have been appreciated more she worked really hard this is her beautiful place this is her special room and you're just not not cleaning it right that's true Oh, that, yes. that, that's how you clean the oh, chrome? Oh, that's what you're going to do? Mm. Yes. I just thought it was so funny. None of them are like, I we saw a woman way. come out. <laughs> She's the ghost of your mom telling you you're not doing anything right. Yeah, exactly. Do it better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she doesn't. None of them are like, oh, a woman came out of the painting. They're always just like, there's a whispering, whispering. and oh. it doesn't stop. And it's too much. Oh, my God. Bring headphones. Shit. Yeah. I know. Bring <laughs> so them then, beats by Dre. Noise canceling. What's up? Listen to I heavy know. metal. You won't hear a thing. Or just fucking deal with the goddamn whispering. Whisper Who back. doesn't have voices yeah, in their heads, <laughs> right? Whisper back. I wouldn't do it that way. Yeah, well, you're not cleaning yes, it. Yes, this is exactly how I'm cleaning this. No. Get over it. You're dead. I'm so sorry it's up. not the 1900s anymore. We have new products, you idiot. Yeah, Look, man. Pine salt is, that worked just fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the general manager, uh, Gary Lasco, is uh, like said in, they were doing like a Halloween thing about it. And so he said in an interview, they were like, oh, uh, we've heard this steakhouse is haunted. Is it haunted? And he just said, hell yeah, the place is haunted. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. 
And then he said, uh, I make sure I'm out of the building before 8 p.m. every night to avoid ghostly encounters, especially Helen. Wow, chicken shit. Wow. I was like, wait, what are the other ghosts? Because every ghost story I found was about Helen. Yeah. Maybe they're just assuming the uh, the whispers are the other ghosts. She like, doesn't like, she doesn't like the way I clean. Doesn't like the way I cook steaks. Doesn't like a goddamn thing I do. But you know what? Come on down. We got good steaks. My steak is good. good. My steak. You know what? We're gonna prove that goes wrong. My steak is good. Steak is good. And yo, it's it's clean enough. It, it's, it's clean enough. <laughs> Look, I cleaned up. Health inspector came in. Didn't shut us down. He didn't said, want us to stay open. But that's enough. not the point. <laughs> Um, so that is the story of the Stockyard Steakhouse in Phoenix, Arizona, oh, which at one point for a very brief time was a coffee was shop. Coffee. <laughs> I, like I it. love it. I like it. Uh, but then my more coffee centered story comes from Cool Beans uh, in Hotland. Uh, yes. So it comes from a website called Sprudge. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, yes. Sprudge. It's written by a man named Zach Caldwaldler. Yep. Uh, it's from Caldwaldler. That's a fake Cold name. Caldwaldler. Yeah. Uh, it's from October of 2018. And it, I'm not going to read you the whole article. I'm just going to read you little snippets. But it's about the Cool Beans Coffee Roasters in Marietta, Georgia, hmm. uh, which paranormal investigators have described as, quote, definitely haunted. Definitely. Uh, according to the Marietta Daily Journal, Cool Beans, which I assume has already changed their name to Ghoul Beans, hey. <laughs> was investigated by paranormal investigators um, to for the baristas to say they hear whispering, they hear noises at the pastry rack, and things are being knocked over. So then they're like, yeah, I went to watch their investigation and they swept the coffee shop with an array of equipment ranging from high tech gadgets designed to relieve electromagnetic fields to a rubber ducky. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? The Baggins needs to really like introduce the rubber ducky into his rubber ducky. He says they also had a squirt gun full of holy water just in case things went sideways. <laughs> squirt gun. You know what? <laughs> I have a super soaker just in full case. Of holy water in case of demons. I'm okay just with in this. Case. So they say that the paranormal activity was focused in one corner of the cafe. Uh, they said the spirits in that booth proved to be friendly, if uncooperative. They did respond, however, when asked if they liked tacos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they like tacos. <laughs> <laughs> using some sort of AM FM dial type device. So I assume a ticket ticket box. Ticket box. Mm-hmm. They asked them questions and they just kept responding with the word taco. I <laughs> so so the author posits, I assume that means they like tacos because who doesn't like who tacos? Doesn't? Yeah. Nazis don't like tacos. Incredible. Um, and then he says that uh, sometimes they hear babies crying or little children noises, which children are, quote, often up to no good because they are it's demons true. disguising themselves as innocent creatures. They then watch the, a lot of Zach Baggins. Mm-hmm. Then the author posits also, dude, demons, not the preferred nomenclature, inhuman spirits, please. <laughs> and then the rest of the article, he references them as inhuman spirits. Wow. Okay. Um, he doesn't believe in ghosts. He doesn't think that it's real. But he's like, if I was a ghost, I think it's cool. I still get to go to a coffee shop. Uh, and yeah. that's, that's the article. But I was there wasn't enough there there to do the no. whole story on it. No. But I was like, this author is delightful. Of course, the ghost likes tacos. Who, Who doesn't, doesn't like tacos? <laughs> uh, Incredible. That's my two little stories of coffee houses. Hooray. Love it. All right, well, uh, hang out for a second. I'll yell at you. We'll come back. We'll tell you another story. It's going to be great. 
Hey, buddy, it's your old pal, Big Phil. You want to get a big shit? Come on, get you a delicious steak from me, Big Phil. Hey, we got a bunch of iTunes reviews. One of them from one DN Barillus. I want to say thank you very much for your kind review. Hey, if you want to get thanked on the show for your incredible review, submit one, idiot. Why don't you go on iTunes, say words, five stars, say nice things about the show. Get in there. Get going. Hey, also, I'd like to thank our new patron on patreon.com slash boozeandbrews. Max for his incredible contributions. We love you, buddy. Thank you so much. If you want to be loved as much as Max, because let's face it, you're not yet, you got to head on over to patreon.com slash booze and got audio episodes, video episodes, show sketches. Can't go wrong. We are also, hey, guess what? B&B D&D still going on. How many more? I have no idea. I haven't cut them all yet. Also, don't forget social media websites. You got them. We got them. We love talking. We got an Instagram at Booze and Brews Podcast. Twitter at Booze and Brews. Facebook at Booze and Brews. All right. Well, that's enough for me. I won't get back to my steaks. Three, go. Go. That was it. That was my excitement for your story. That was it. That was as hyped. That's all you can muster. That's what you got. This is as hyped. We've had coffee and you would think that we haven't because, man, that was a lot of that's a lot of en- there's so much enthusiasm at this table right now I was it's, a it's very excitable mouse there was talk of Mises I made a happy mouse noise yeah mm-hmm. I'm there, ready to go let's get this story on the road there we go so for my haunted coffee shop I went literal and I found a literal I haunted did co- a, I did a coffee shop <laughs> that was a coffee shop see was past tense I have is current present tense all right fine fine so i'm going to tell you about the rimsky corsa coffee house clever rimsky rimsky corsa coffee so we'll get to him in a minute okay so the rimsky corsa coffee house is a classical music themed restaurant well not even a restaurant coffee house um located in southeast portland oregon of course it is. Of co- uh, Hipster yeah. capital of the world. Oh, one the of world. the most Portland My. establishments in Portland. The, it, <laughs> this is this is peak Portland. And here's why. So this is like the plot of an episode of Portlandia right now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they went to this location. So the um, coffee house is named after Russian composer Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov. Great. Yeah, Hence the understood. name. So, it's a deep pull, deep it, pull. Yeah, and uh, it opened for business in 1980. Um, looking at the shop from the outside, you would have no idea that this 1902 craftsman-style home is actually a place of business. There are no signs. It looks like a fucking house. It's in the oh middle my God, of the neighborhood. a neighborhood. There are no signs anywhere pointing out the name. It's a coffee speakeasy. <laughs> it kind yeah. of is. Like, it, it's it's the craziest place, and it's a piece of shit like the house has not been kept up so if you look at pictures it's sort of falling apart like the foundation isn't completely level mm-hmm. shit like the paint is peeling off like the you walk front up of the to the house. front door and that little peephole slides open and you gotta like whistle a couple bars of some symphony in order to what get in or want? some shit yeah or it's boring. you get inside yeah. nothing's up to cold nothing is up to cold um but yeah so you would oh also the restaurant doesn't post normal hours of operation it's i mean it's open when they feel they? like it yes <gasps> we're open we're open when the planets align, align in a way that deals with my chakra and i have time from my reiki and my yoga to open it yeah well actually it's it's the owner um so her name is goody cable sure goody sure. cable goody cable is the that open, feels the proprietor very- of this establishment 
It feels very the crucible. Like, I saw Goody Proctor with yes. the devil. <laughs> <laughs> she wears a scarlet letter. <laughs> Hester Prim. <laughs> um, so Goody, the reason... She's she, a witch! <laughs> she just wanted the reason was it was whenever she felt like going in so she's a mom of three kids and it was whenever she could get out of the house she would open up the restaurant how do you run a business like that poor she, sh- she I, should talk to tovre because he is a businessman who does no, business see, that's the whole thing like her whole idea was like a non-business business so she i am a businesswoman who does not do business no exactly so when she so she is a lover of classical music hence the classical theme uh, she fucks that classical music oh, yeah. all she, the time. She and Beef Oven have a connection, a bond. Uh, if you she's going to start a whole chain. Beef Ovens, Vivaldi's, Mozart's, Kerbin Blurflurbins. I don't know any Rimsky other. Rimsky oh Korsakoff. Rimsky my favorite composer. Yes. I think his name is the only one that really lends itself to a coffee house. Clever. Sure. Beethoven. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> I did it. You did it. You know what? We're gonna start a coffee and dessert <laughs> shop in either Phoenix or LA or both, and it's gonna be called Bean Toast. It was like such a like touched moment of God that I came up with that so quickly. <laughs> Bean Toast. You like you've been sitting. It's been chambered. For a long time. <laughs> no. God. So Fresh anyway. off the dome. So anyway, Goody is a lover of classical music. And before opening the coffee house, she used to host classical music parties out of her house. So she would just bring over music lovers and intellectuals and they would just sit around. She would have an old fashioned salon. Exactly. And they would listen to classical music and at conversation. And it's so And hipster. rub each other off. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but the fact she had three kids, she was like, I was getting really sick of having to clean my house all the time to have people over to have these parties. So I thought, why don't I open up a coffee shop and dessert house that feels like a home? So it's open when I want a party. Shitty, open when I want a party. I'll just and I buy don't this other shitty house and yeah. do it there. And do it there. And so she did. And to this day, it's been open 40 years. She still does no advertisement. Doesn't have a website. There is there's Oh my there's god. It, it hurts my heart that she opened in 1980 and that makes it 40 years old. I know. It hurts my heart. How do you think Bob feels? <laughs> I was like, oh God. I'm glad, oh god, I'm glad I'm we're talking so about this. Old. <laughs> Um, Because in my head, I just went, oh, like 20 years and just moved on. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, no, Melly, not 40 years. That's not how math works. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We're almost 40. I know. (laughs) Um, So anyway, she and what's what's really funny is that um, opening in 1980 makes it one of the oldest coffee houses in Portland. Yeah, I was like, that's pre-hipster hipster, man. Yeah, because yeah. coffee houses didn't become a thing, I think, until the 90s. That's when people were wearing beanies unironically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously. And yeah. It, they, but apparently... Yeah, uh, until this go. place opened, uh, Portland was for squares. It was all people in fucking suits and shit. All, yeah. And all of a sudden, this crazy-ass lady was like, I like, I like coffee shops away from my ugly kids and classical music. Mm-hmm. And now... Portland's Portland's t- hipster town. It's beautiful. I love yeah. it. Um, so yeah, you can. It's it's got COVID. It's funny. There are no hours, but there are COVID hours. 
<laughs> at this place today. <laughs> they were like, we don't know when we're open, but we know when we're not open. <laughs> Which is all the time. Sure. Most of the time. Um, it, it's mostly, so it's usually open around like afternoon into nighttime, peak coffee drinking hours. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And they, and she was like, it's not going to be a sandwich shop. Like it's not going to be your typical coffee cafe. No, it's coffee dessert. So it's the Republic of Pie. It's, Sweet. It's, That's it. Yeah. Uh, you know what though? I'm fucking, I don't want coffee late in the day, but I'm fucking here for pie. I'm here for pie. Mm-hmm. Um, you do one thing, you do it well, I'm here for it. Yeah. And though, you know, I, she says it's like, I want it to feel home-like, but there's really nothing homey about this place. Like her definition of home-like, I have questions about because. Oh, it's, she's like, it's home-like because I bought a home. Yeah. I think that's mostly it. In the, it is a now house. it's a home. Yeah, but the de- interior design of this place is fucking bonkers. Um, It's been described as, quote, having bizarre 70s style wallpaper. Uh, random knickknacks and oddball art and odd things hanging from the ceiling. So it's, it's, it's a Red Robin. That feels kind yeah. of. It's a TGI Fridays. Yeah. You have to have 19 pieces of flair. Yeah, it's, it is. There are, there's flair everywhere in this place. <laughs> this feels very Portland, though, to me. Oh, my yeah. God. Weird shit on the ceiling just feels like, yeah, it's a coffee house in Portland. Mm-hmm. It's true. Trying to out-weird other coffee houses. And, and the real piece de resistance of the entire Portland feel and the entire everything is their bathroom. So there's one bathroom. It's a unisex bathroom, which I'm down with. I did. I experienced a unisex bathroom for the first time in New York where you just walk in and there's dudes and ladies yeah, like peeing. peeing. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, he's fucking around. Just oh, taking a piss. It's fucking fine. What's Whatever. So anyway, they have a unisex bathroom and it is um, under the sea themed. So the walls. So you piss on a mermaid. No, 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 no. You piss in a mermaid's mouth. No. You piss up a you mermaid's piss- butt. No. You piss on Sebastian the Crab. No. You piss on a mermaid's kawaka. You shit on Sebastian the Crab. Yes. No. So you go in and it is, it's like you are under the water. So the walls are painted blue and they have like, you know, fish murals and all that other crap. They they have babos. Um, But what's odd is above you. So on the ceiling, they've made it seem like. There's a mermaid pissing on you. No, there's like a person oh. sitting on an inversion of the normal bathroom relationship. And then and then there's a mermaid in the toilet. So while the mermaid pisses on you, you piss on the mermaid. On the mermaid. Oh man. You just go back and forth. It's a loop. But just pissing, it's pissing back and mermaids forth. all the way down. Yeah. No, it's there are feet sticking out of the ceiling, coming out of the ceiling as if you are underwater looking up to a little boy putting his feet over the dock. Are there like are there like flippers on them? On no, the feet? it's just feet. Oh, okay. It's just kid feet like okay. sitting on a dock. Um, and then for so some, he's just sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time, mm-hmm. wasting time, watching okay. you pee. Apparently, I'm not watching you pee all the time. Ooh, shitting on the dock. Ooh, do- <laughs> Ooh. that's my Otis Redding impression. It's very good. <laughs> no, it was excellent. You should stand by it. I will. Um, and then on the wall, in addition to having like this under the sea sort of water mural sort of thing, they have mermaids painted on the walls. I knew it. I knew it. They're but, pissing, but. Instead of like a seashell bra, they have like hands coming out of her boobs. Hand boobs. Yeah. You know, Wait. like the scene in Willy Wonka sure. where the hands are hanging out and they grab the coats. It's kind of what that's like, except they're Wait. not real people. Wait, is it like just like areola hands or like the whole no, boob? No, the whole is boob a, is a hand. It's yeah. just it's like no a wrist. Boobie. Like the boob yeah. is a wrist. It's like, and, yeah. and it's it just grew. coming out like this. Pretend there's no titty here. 
and then you just plop your wrist on your boob and the hand comes I appreciate comes out. I'm I'm getting a visual aid for this yeah. listeners and you are not. I mean look I, it was I under- made very clear to me how boobs go over hands. I understand it perfectly. I mean that's <laughs> you this need a, to know. I will take some photos. Little discussed <laughs> aspect of mermaid of mermaid uh, physiology is boob hands. Yeah. Apparently the this place in Portland's got it. Sure. Are you Finally is, people are, she- are learning the truth. Are these mermaid boob hands like a coat rack, like a purse kind of? Hanger? Yeah, they're like a purse hanger. You can hang anything okay. you want on there. Yeah, it doesn't have to be um, coats. They so, I mean, they I'm have a purpose. Hang. And if you want a little, huh, huh, you uh, can hang your own boobs on. You on can them. you, you can, can shake your, a mermaid's boob hand. Yeah. yeah, or you could get fisted. Sure, if you're into that uh, sort of thing in a bathroom. Seems like it'd be a little difficult to get that. Bring home. a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they're lower <laughs> on the ground. Wait, why? I don't for know. fisting. For fisting purposes. For <laughs> They're at prime vagina level. They yeah. kind of are at like they angle slightly up. Mm-hmm. You can just easily for easy insertion. <laughs> Perfect. Look, Portland, you guys. Yeah, man. It's very totally liberating. Very, crazy. very hip town. If you want the advanced version of that, that's what the ceiling feeder for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that you will need a ladder, <laughs> right? To complete. You think of making more Portlands of these steampunk mermaids? Yeah. Anyway. Oh my god. So anyway, very homelike. Um, I mean, that's I have fistable mermaids in my bathroom. Doesn't everybody? No, no. I think you're the weird one. I must be the weird one. Um. So anyway, the restaurant on the weekends plays classical music. Um. And only on the weekends. It's a whole classical themed, but like Monday through Friday, no classical. No music. classical music. No. They just come in. Well, because the musicians are unpaid, so it's just whenever people have time. Oh, it's live music. Live music. Live oh. classical music. I just thought they were playing like a CD or oh, some shit. Oh no 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 no! It's like somebody will come in and play like their harp or their piano or their you know trumpet or whatever. Wait. Oh, that's cool. Um, but all unpaid, so they they live off of your tips. <laughs> so. For the love of oh God. man, tip generously, man. Just tip generously. Um, if they, they are. Came out- well, no. If they came dessert. out to play the harp for you in a COVID environment, tip generously. Oh my God, give him all of your paycheck. I know. I was once at this very fancy Italian restaurant and they had a live harpist playing during dinner. Ooh. And I was out at dinner on a Sunday night. It was like on a date. And like she was playing some harp music I didn't recognize or anything. And then like she just morphs one song into the next song as she was playing. And then like I'm going to say 30 seconds in, I was like, that's the theme song to Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like on a harp in a very fancy Italian restaurant. I was Hell like, yeah. I, it translates to the harp really well, but that is 100% the Game of Thrones theme song. Yeah. Daenerys just comes in, flying yeah. on those dragons. Swoosh. Anyway. Yeah, man. Even dragons like spaghetti. They love dragons spaghetti. Dragons love spaghetti. You know what they love even more? Garlic bread. Mm-hmm. So they like a really garlicky, spicy. That's where the fire comes from. Look it up. It's on the Game of Thrones wiki. Yeah. <laughs> It is now. Anyway, so each table in the coffee shop is named after a different classical composer. Okay. Of course. And some of these tables have been known to do some very odd things. Oh, the tables are The haunted. tables themselves are odd. So some the tables. The weird fisting bathroom mermaids, totally above board, haunted tables. Tables, yes. So okay. some tables, there's one that is known to like grow and shrink by about 18 inches. So it gets higher and then lower. So it just, yeah, kind of floats up it's, and floats down. Oh, it it moves. It doesn't. It, yeah, it like, doesn't expand and contract. It's not an no. Alice in Wonderland situation. No, no it just gets tall. Do that, and it sometimes gets it gets short. It just, yeah. Okay. Okay. I got it now. Yeah. 
Um, some of the uh, other tables will rotate so slowly that you won't even notice that your drink or your pie is moving. I was so gonna say, all of a sudden, you're drinking your neighbor's tea. You're drinking your neighbor's drink. I didn't order tea. Where the fuck's my pie? And it's on the other side of the table. Unbelievable. Ah! Yeah. Um, I don't believe it. Some I don't believe it. Some tables vibrate or shake. Um, and one, which is the Stephen Sondheim table, okay, uh, disappears through a slit in the wall. I was like, breaks into Kiss Me Kate all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, so people are like, oh my God, what what is going on? These tables are haunted. No, they're not. They're, uh, it's actually all operated by the people who work in the back. Oh, it's a fake. <laughs> it's all a fake. Um, I know. They get you. It's like You're sitting there and you're like, fake. oh my God, is it haunted? And they're like, maybe, but... Uh, it's just a button in the back room that like moves the tables and stuff. It's like, you know, uh, a quirky uh, Portland thing. I know. Well, like at Trader Sam's at Disneyland, like the bar stools go up and down incredibly slowly. So you don't notice. Yep. But you're like, oh, I'm fucking moving. Yeah. Mm. That's exactly. Wait, is this place not haunted then? It is. Oh, okay. Jeez. No, no, no. Oh, she, I thought she all she the just, hauntings were phony baloney. No. She that, just did a wait. There's more hands. I did. Yeah. I was like, but wait, there's more. No. Um. The place, I even put that said, there really is at least one. Okay, ghost. so they do a fake haunt, but also real haunt. But this Got also it. might be really haunted. Um, so one of the workers, so I guess upstairs where the bathroom is, because it's a house, they have sort of a, a craft bazaar upstairs where you can just go buy weird shit. Like, like every house do. has. Like every coffee house. Ex- well, ever. it's like a home. Does your home not have an upstairs craft bazaar? Yeah. Don't, don't you have a bunch of filthy hippies in, in your in your attic trying to sell you beads? Yeah. You yeah. don't have that? I find it bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should be called. I find that bizarre. <laughs> I find that bizarre. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll see myself out. Yeah, please leave. I mean, you're not here, but leave. <laughs> All the good emotional real estate I bought with Bean Tobin is gone. <laughs> it's, it's gone. No, no, no. We're going to open up Beantoven. <laughs> it's going to have an upstairs where we sell a bunch of weird knickknacks that's going to be called Isn't That Bizarre? Isn't that, yeah. I find this bizarre. I find this bizarre. Yeah. I think we've got this. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so she was working in the craft bazaar upstairs and it was a slow night. So she was just reading the paper to try and pass the time. Okay. So while she was reading, she heard the clicking of heels on the wooden floor and she smelled oh. a gardenia perfume. Oh, so she didn't bother looking up from her paper, but told the person, hey, you know, I'm here if you have any questions uh, and received no response, which she was like, OK, rude. Oh, rude. Um, and suddenly the chair next to her moved. So that caught her attention. So she looked up from the paper, looked over to the chair and there was no one there. Um, Spooky. But uh, near the, ch- the chair that she heard move was near a rack of earrings. And she looked and the earrings on the rack were swaying back and forth as if somebody were like moving oh, like them back and their forth finger. when they're running their finger kind of through it or looking at the actual item on the, the shelf, even though the little twisty turny thing wasn't moving. So she was a bit scared. Um, so that's one of the ghosts. So she lives upstairs. No one really knows who it is. They think it might be the original owner of the house. Probably wondering what the fuck is going on. Yeah. She thinks this shit up here is bizarre. <laughs> this yeah. is bizarre. This is this is sleepy time, like where I go to sleeps, not where I go to shop for earrings. Yeah, I know. Also, gardenia is a weird and specific scent to recognize. The lady it's gave a, a she gave a like, reason. She said my grandma used to wear gardenia perfume. 
Oh, because I was like, we get a lot of like lavender, rose. I was like, gardenia. I don't think we've ever had a ghost smell of gardenia before. That's no, a, it's a, there's a first for the booze and bruise podcast. Yeah, but first. the but the worker lady said she recognized it because her grandma used to wear gardenia. That's very sweet, actually. Yeah, it might be her grandma being like, "Why are you here?" Her grandma's like, "What the fuck are these earrings?" Poke, 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 poke. <laughs> uh, they're made of weird bones, fish bones. Gross. I don't know. Um, the upstairs area is also haunted by this could be the same ghost. This could be a different ghost. Grandma ghost. Grandma ghost. But the grandma ghost is also crabby. Um, does not approve of this weird lifestyle. Does not Wait, like the crab. Your, the crab isn't in the bathroom. No, <laughs> believe it or not, that weird ass bathroom under the sea. Crab free. No crabby ghost. Crab free. It's the way to be. It's look, I can't explain it. So anyway, the cranky ghost. So it could be the same person, could be a different ghost. Who knows? Um, but sometimes when the shop is empty, so they're cleaning up for the night, um, there's an employee that's downstairs. And though she's never seen the ghost, the ghost has been like, stampy, stampy. I'm mad. Like walking across the floor upstairs. Like stompy, oh, stomp, stomp, not- stomp, stomp. I am pissed off. And not in the heels, not the heels noise. A no, different it's, it's, like a, it's like a heavy stomp. Heavy stomp. A fat fall. Yeah. Somebody in socks. <laughs> flap, 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 flap. Grumpy socks. Big, yeah. Grumpy, gross socks. I bought these at the bazaar and they were overpriced. Yeah, Handmade doesn't bizarre. mean good. Stomp, 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 stomp. It just stomp. means it took them a long time and they spent too much on yarn. Stomp, 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 stomp. Stomp, stomp, stomp. And they're itchy. They'll also, so the ghost upstairs, also in addition to stampy, stamp, stamp, will slam doors and slam window shut. So just a wow. It's just a lot of grumpies. Just really grumpy. And I don't know why. No one really knows why. Um, But the worker, it's been so bad and like so consistent where the doors are slamming and the feet are stamping and all that other stuff that she's like gone to the plaid pantry convenience store next door until it like calms down. She's like, no, I can't. She's like, my house is having a tantrum. I need a minute. I need, we both need a minute. Clearly somebody is unhappy upstairs that I am downstairs. Yeah. I need to figure this shit out. Um, and then finally, there have also been some stories that classical music has been heard playing on its own after the uh, coffee shop closes for the evening. Um, so it could Ooh. be, they don't really know. So it could be just somebody, maybe the old tenant liked classical music or maybe it's Mozart. Flying. Maybe there's a dead piano. Maybe there's a dead piano. Maybe it's the ghost of a harpist. Could be. Yeah. We don't know. We, if We've ne- we're going to have to go. Know. We're going to have if, to go. Next time we're able to go up to Portland, we're going in there. We're going to, good Do luck it. finding it. There's no website. You'll never if find it. If it weren't for Google Maps, you'd have no idea where it is. Well, we do you have Google know. Maps so we can find it. That's the that's the good news. That is the great news. But anyway, that is the story of the haunted Rimsky Corsa Coffee House in Portland, Oregon. That is the quirkiest place. Yeah. It's like quirk weird. for quirk's sake, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's so Portland. Yeah, it's it, the most and it's Portland, been Portland thing I can think for of. 40 years, which I love. That Portland yeah, I mean, 40-year Portland institution. God. Uh, speaking of quirky for quirky sake, so we got to talk about this beer. Yes. Yes. It's barely beer. It's barely beer. 2.8% is what beer used to be before Prohibition when people would drink it for breakfast. So yeah, this, this is, is like, like pre-Prohibition breakfast beer. It does taste like breakfast beer. It tastes yeah. like coffee. It really so does. So I don't get, a, I, I get a like nice, dark, rich, roasty coffee. I, I do too. I don't mm-hmm. get as much as the chocolate of it. No, not no, as much. No, I definitely get a mocha coffee. And it smells sort of sweet. I don't know. I, it's actually really good. I like it. Yeah. Like, I like it quite I a bit. I really like it too. Like I think it's it tastes like a delicious morning kind of iced cold coffee oh, that yeah. you would have for breakfast. Yeah. You could just drink just, this with your frosted mini wheats. You could pour it over your frosted mini wheats you if you could. want. It. Delicious. Ugh. I you would, Bob. I probably would. 
Why not? I don't know. I like it. It's it's good. It's roasty, toasty. It's still got some flavor to it, even though there's like absolutely zero EBUs or yeah. Ebu, yeah, EBUs no and EBUs. zero ABV abs. No abs, yeah. no EBUs. The roasty toastiness of it is delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the Fontaflora Brewing Company is located in Nebo, North Carolina. Hell yeah. Nebo. North Carolina. Nebo. Nebo. They love coffee in Nebo. I also like how it's called hologram, like holla. Holla. Yeah. It's very cute. It's an all flurple can. It's super cute. It's very Mm -hmm. cute. Uh, I dig it. I like this beer. My only complaint is that it's not really beer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's barely beer. It, it is. It's barely. Yeah. It is like an iced coffee drink at this point with a yeah. little bit of alcohol. But Incredible. yeah, with like it's like an iced coffee with like a tiny bit of a stout back taste back, yeah. of it. A little yeah. bit. I actually, but like it. it's uh, delicious. I really like it. I, I like I it quite a bit. Well, hey, uh, this is the part of the show where old pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Guess what I like? Ghosts that wear socks. Great. I think that's great. I love that they can keep their spectral feeties warm. You know what else I love? I love ghosts that love sanitation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, clean mm-hmm. ghosts. Yep. You know what else I love? I love I love Portland, and I love the most Portland coffee shop to ever grace Portland. Mm-hmm. It's a really beautiful yeah. place. I love boobs Agreed. that are made of pizza. Those are great. Yeah. Uh, who does it? Who does? But if there's the one thing worlds. I love more than anything, it's mermaids with hands for boobs. <laughs> Melissa wins. <laughs> you win for fisting mermaids. Yep. That's all it took. I, I mean, that, I that thought for feels sure like enough. I that feel like, like enough. I was gonna the, lose the reasons for, for victories are really painting a very peculiar picture of my proclivities, and it's fine. I'm okay with it. Every week <laughs> we learn something else weird about me. Bob likes being fisted by mermaids. That's right. You, yeah, I mean, you you put it in your goes through a very complex scientific process mm-hmm. of deciding who wins. Yep, and and that's when you spew it out, and there yep. you have it. There's yep. a whole algorithm. So anyway, thank I you guys. It. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. Come back next week. There'll be more brews. And there'll be more brews. And until then. Cheers. Cheers. That was good.